As women, we share some of the same personal traits, such as empathy and strength. Women of reflection, all women are unified as warriors. We celebrate, embrace a sisterhood of strong, divine women. We are warriors. Right. Hello, Warriors. I miss you guys so much. I know it's been a very, very long time since we have connected. Um, But I'm back, guys. I'm back. I'm better. And today's topic is titled Total Health. And the reason why I'm going with the topic Total Health is because I've been out due to a lot of spiritual, emotional health issues. And I really had to take the time to do the work to get me all together. As you guys know, I am a very, like, I guess, busy person. I do multiple things. I'm a mom. I'm in, I have a full-time job. I have this podcast. I volunteer. I do a lot to bring awareness to a lot of things around the world. So I received some news from my doctor regarding some health issues and some health concerns that I had. Um, he told me that I needed to do a surgery back in April. And I wasn't, unfortunately, it just didn't work in my favor that time because I would have to be out um, six weeks or more for surgery. So I decided to change it till June. So that way, when the kids are out for school and it's summertime, I'll be able to use my summer vacation as recovery. So June 3rd was my rescheduled date for my surgery. And in the preparation for surgery, I had to think of so many things like, okay, my financial health. How can I be able to be consistent with paying my bills and taking care of the children with um, now maybe a decreased income? How was I going to have support for them without being mobile? How was I going to support myself, my business, Woman of Reflection? I'm also in school. How was I going to have that balance? And in that, I had to really take some time And just take one thing each day because I was becoming consumed and extremely stressed out. So I decided to like write a to-do list and all the things that I needed to have in order before surgery. I started to take my time and work on it one at a time. And um, I think it's important that we know that in planning, don't consume everything in that moment. Take our time, take baby steps deal with everything one at a time because if we take it all on it just it really overpowers us and then that becomes stress it can become anxiety for some it can become depression for others we have to make sure that we find our balance in how we schedule and take on the things that life throws at us so for me I decided to take this negative thing and I was speaking to my guest co-host today And I was speaking to her about like the fair of everything that I needed to do. And she kind of told me like, listen, there's a checklist. You know, I was like, they're asking me questions that like, if I don't wake up from surgery, what's going to happen to the children? Who's going to go? And in that moment, I immediately started to panic because when you're limited in your support on earth, just imagine when you pass. And I know that a lot of people can relate um, in that way. So I was just like really nervous and She told me that there were some forms that she can give me and then she'll help me go through them and just tell me the importance of it. And in that moment, I had to really think and get out of my anxiety phase because I do want my kids to have the best life. You know, I want them to continue to maintain the life that I, you know, am providing for them and the life that I have, you know, planned for their future. So it took, you know, me to put on my big girl um, clothes and say, all right, chef. What can you do? So I decided to work with Gillen's Financial and she gave me a list of so many resources that I can read on and Google before I started the paperwork. And that really helped me. After surgery, I was hit with COVID and that was devastating as well. To me, it was more devastating than going through surgery because I had to be away from my children and they had to quarantine for 10 days. And I was on one side, they were on another side, I didn't get to see them. I was really weak. I couldn't be the proactive mom that I am. And that to me made me feel worse. You know, there were times that my daughter would text me and she'll say, mom, I can't take it anymore, I wanna see you. 
So I had to think of really creative ways in making motherhood through uh, quarantine. And we did a lot of FaceTime. We played with like the dinosaurs and little things on the FaceTime apps to kind of make it fun and, you know, just bring a smile to their face from afar. I think that was important, too. But in that moment, so many things start to attack you. I think during COVID, because you're in quarantine, you're behind the walls, you can't speak to no one. Yes, you can get calls, but it's not the same human interaction. At times I would get depressed. At times I would be super down and you just get extremely lonely. So in that time, I started to think and this topic came to mind of total health. And I'm, the definition of total health to me is about making that healthy choice, being the best you in your mind, body and your spirit. It gives a balance with your physical, emotional, social and spiritual intellectual. You know that all those components add up and that's what gives you that total health. There's so much importance in that. And when we're like going through, whether it's financial, whether it's physical, whether it's emotional, we don't think about the connection part. You know, it's like what it takes to bring energy through a system so, so that we can have power, you know. So we need to make sure that we have those connectivities in our life, in our physical, emotional and social and spiritual life and give us that total health. So we have to make those healthy choices so that we can be the best in our mind, in our body, and in our spirit. You know, so today's topic, we are going to focus on that and just learn some of the importance and some of the things that we need to prepare when we are going through. It can be COVID. It can be a loss. It can be surgery. It can be just a high health risk. And I would like to introduce my guest co-host today, um, which is Leslie Gillins of Gillins Financial. She is a sweet, sweet gem, guys. She means so much to me. I truly appreciate her. I've learned so much since I met her, since, you know, I've come to Florida. She has just been my guardian angel in a lot of things, and I truly appreciate her. I'll let her explain more about what she does, but I just want to say thank you, Leslie, for being on our show today. Leslie always shines light in wellness. With Gillen's Financial, she always stresses the fact that we need to protect our wealth and ensure our health. And what better way to do that with Total Health? Having that connectivity of our mind, body, and soul. So today, I will be quiet and I will, I'm telling you guys, she is going to blow you. So make sure you have your pens, your pencils, your notepads ready. Take down some of these gems that she's going to give us so that we can definitely protect our wealth. We want to live long. We want to make it long. And we need to put things in preparation. We have to make this topic common. And I'm asking that you guys just really, really support her because she's such an awesome person doing so much for our community. Warrior, welcome, Leslie Gillins. Hello. Thank you for having me. I am Leslie Gillins, and I am the owner and founder of Gillins Financial Services. Um, with Gillen's Financial Services, we provide a peace of mind to people that are in underserved areas, uh, mainly senior citizens, and we help them to understand the basics of Medicare and life insurance, how it works, what's covered, what's not covered. And not only that, we also help them to find the best options and the best coverage based on their needs and their budget. And wow. we also provide financial literacy to, um, to people in underserved areas. I love that. So that's so important. And for me, I am not a senior, but I did have an important like surgery. And in that journey, I remember speaking to you about like being afraid of surgery and like how severe it was and yes. what happens after. And you informed me and gave me a few things that I needed to have put in place. So what are some of the important documents that you should have or sh that should be put in place when you have a health crisis or surgery? So before I even go into the documents, I just want to let people know that the information that I'm providing is for general use only. I, I am not an uh, attorney. I'm not offering legal advice. 
mm-hmm. nor should the information I give you be a substitute for legal services. You really need to consult a licensed professional. So I just want to make that clear. I'm not a lawyer. Yes, yes, yes. We're out there. (laughs) Yeah, I'm just sharing my experience. So um, one of the things that you need before you have any procedure, especially if you're going on an anesthesia, is the advanced health care directive. Now, the advanced health care directive is your living will. And it tells people and your the medical facility how you want to be treated in certain situations. So say, for example, you go into surgery and God forbid something, um, something goes right, something doesn't go well, and they want to know, okay, do I need, does this person want to be put on life support? Do they want to be resuscitated? All those things are information that would be in your advanced directive. But one of the things we have to keep in mind, you have to designate someone to be your healthcare proxy. So your healthcare proxy is the one who will make those decisions. So it may be your your mom, it may be your husband, it may be your friend. But I think it's very important if you designate someone to be your health care proxy, please discuss with them your wishes, because, you know, it, you know, you want them to know this is what I want. This is what I don't want. And I know it's an uncomfortable conversation to have with someone because that's the last thing you want to think about. Oh, I'm going to surgery. I'm having a procedure and something can go wrong. But discuss with that person, this is what I want. This is what I don't want. So that's the advanced health care directive, also known as the living will. And I don't know if people realize when they go to the hospital, they ask you, do you have a living will? Do you have a health care directive? And and there's ways that it can be done um, and you can get the documents done. You can have them done for free. You just need a witness to witness the information. Oh, and by the way, I am a notary. <laughs> so, yes. yeah, I am a, does it all. <laughs> yeah, I am a public notary. So, you know, I can notarize those documents for you. <laughs> yes. So another thing that came to mind when I was sick and just even with having COVID, I started to think about life insurance and the policy that. I would need or what I would need to put in place for the surgery in both COVID. So do you think life insurance, or I can ask you, does life insurance change depending on your age? Cause I'm in my thirties, but then my mother's in her sixties. So does the policy go based off age? Like how does that work? So absolutely. So your wow. needs at the age of 30, Um, are different than the needs of someone that's 60. So say, for example, you may want to um, purchase a whole life insurance where you're building wealth, where you're putting building up like a cash in your policy, like a cash advance or, or like a savings within that life insurance policy, where on the other end, um, someone in their sixties or seventies, their concern may be, okay, I just want Um, money for my family to put me away or like for my final expense is what they call it. Final expense. So your need may be different. So you may need, and if you have children, your need Mm -hmm. is different. So um, you're with your life insurance is based on um, those people that are dependent on you. So if you're the breadwinner of your family, you're going to need a higher amount of life insurance compared to someone that is a senior and no one else is depending on their income. And one of the things you can do with life insurance also is transfer wealth. Wow. And life insurance is not just for dying. It's also for, li- it's also for living. So I, I can have the part right there that we don't know. We think yeah, we don't we know that. Think, yeah. So we don't know that. I love that. So we can, um, it's it's for living as well. So say, for example, I have a whole life insurance policy um, and I want to pull money from that cash reserve to start a business, to invest 
or if I have a need, I can pull from that money. And one thing we also must understand now there's permanent life insurance and then there's term life insurance. So if you get a life insurance policy that's for 20 years, after 20 years, that life insurance policy ends. So that's something you, and that's based. So at, at 60, you may want to get a 30 year life insurance policy, but yeah. if you're 30 and you get a, a 20 year life insurance policy that only covers you until you're 50 years old. And then yeah. another important fact, another very important fact, if you get life insurance through your employer and you leave the employer the life insurance goes with it unless okay. unless you because some of the life insurance are portable, meaning you can take it with you. Wow. So that's a very important question to ask. Is this life insurance portable? When okay. I leave, can I continue to have this policy? OK, so are portable life insurance only offered through the job or like, say, if I wanted to get one through the financial services or financial agency, can I request for a portable life insurance? Well, if you get it outside of your, your employer, that one is, that one is portable. Okay. Yeah. Outside of your employer. Um, And that's a good thing to, you know, to keep in mind because with some jobs, they may offer you a small policy, for example, $10,000, but $10,000 may not be sufficient for your needs because mm-hmm. funeral services now some funeral services are $10,000. Wow. So when you're looking at your life insurance, think about, okay, you know, do you want little Jimmy to eat a bowl, a bowl of cereal with water in it? That was a question <laughs> I asked. My, we don't think about those things. Cause I, I, I said to my niece one day, I said, you know, we're on a budget. We have to save money. I said, you don't want to have to have to add water to your cereal because we can't afford the milk. Mm-hmm. But that's something parents need to think about when I'm no longer here and my child um, is with someone else. Are, are, am, am I going to leave enough money and resources where my child can eat, where my child will have those things that they had prior So those are things to keep in mind because it's actually called a needs analysis where you look at the needs of your family and you go based on that needs analysis. That's how you determine how much life insurance you will need for your family. Wow. That was going to be my next question. Like, how do you determine that? Because I mean, we, some of us go from paycheck to paycheck. Some of us don't really know how much we spend a year um, when we provide (laughs) once so to to make arrangement for that for the future or you know if anything happens you know sporadically that's kind of like I was gonna ask you like how do we kind of figure that out now what do we add up to get that but I think you just answered that. yeah so you're gonna add up your your income the income that you have coming into your house okay then you have to look consider your living expenses so your, your child is going to need a place to live. They're going to need food to eat. You know, your child may want to go to college. All that needs to be considered. So you have to, and, and that's just the, the tip of the iceberg. So there's so many things you have to consider the needs of that child. So we're not just thinking about the needs for today. So if it takes $35,000 for you to run your household and provide for your children per year mm-hmm. and your child is one years old, you got 18 years, 18 times 30, 35. So, you know, there's, we know we're not thinking about just one year. You're thinking about, okay, at least until my child is 18 years old. Yeah. Wow. So there's a whole breakdown of how you can calculate those figures. Yeah. So on the topic of deceased, right? Yes. What are the procedures that are taken once you are deceased? Like how does your policy become activated or who will be the first that's contacted or who ministers that? Like what's the first step? Do you know? Okay. So the first steps. So once you have a loss in your family, 
one of the things you have to do after you make the, you know, have the, um, you know, take care of that immediate need as far as contacting your family members, um, contacting a funeral home. Um, once you have your loved one transported to that funeral home and you have to make those funeral arrangements, something you have to consider, um, number one, most family members are not aware um, if their loved one has insurance or not. So mm -hmm. the first thing family members are doing is searching the home for a policy. Mm -hmm. They're searching the home for a policy. So once they obtain the policy, you can contact the insurance company to let them know you need to file a claim. And there's different ways you can file the claim. Some people file the claim directly through the funeral home. Oh, okay. So th the funeral home will ask you, you know, um, about the insurance and you pretty much just sign over um, the insurance policy to the, in to the funeral home. So if you had a, cause I know back in the day and you know, I'm a, I'm a little mature. I'm in my, I'm 51. So mm -hmm. back in the day, the insurance policies were only $10,000. That's what we were offered was the $10,000 policy. But so did we that cover? No, <laughs> it may cover, <laughs> no, it, it would cover the funeral expenses. Yeah. And basically that's, that's it. That's all it would cover. But they would take the, fun the policy and the, the funeral home would make their arrangements. You signed over the policy. You would have the, the um, funeral home will receive the check. But nowadays, our policies are larger than $10,000. So you have to think about it. Do I want to pay for the funeral service in advance and then have the insurance company mail me the check? Or do I want all of this to go through the funeral home? Mm -hmm. Now, um, I don't know how funeral homes operate and how their funeral homes. So if I come in with my $30,000 life mm -hmm. insurance, how I get the balance, I'm not sure how the funeral home does that. So I'm not, I don't know how they do that. Okay. But I know just from personal experience, um, I know family members who paid for the funeral up front and yes. then- they receive the check from the insurance company. Because if you go in with $30,000, the funeral home is a business. So they're going to give you a list of all these different services. And of course, you want to put your family member away. You want to have a beautiful service. You want to have yeah. everything up to par. So if you didn't have the $30,000, would you spend fifteen dollars on the funeral? So these are things you have to consider and consider these things, you know, consider them in advance. You know, these are topics we don't like to to talk about. You know, do you you know, does your family member want to be cremated? Do, do they want a burial? These are all things that you need to know because the costs add up based on what services um, what services you are requesting from that funeral home. So in my case, what I would do. I, I would try to have a um, resources or savings set aside for in case of emergency, if there okay. is a loss in the family. So then mm -hmm. I would pull from those resources and pay for the funeral service. And then I would deal directly with the insurance company because you can file a claim right away, but you will need a death certificate. Um, you would need, there's um. There's a claim form. So there's specific information that you would need to file that claim. Oh. And it's a process. It's a process. Yeah, it is. And it's so crazy because I don't feel like it's common that we put oh, that we put the preparation out there, you know? Um, and that's my question because I I knew certain things about life insurance policy I, I have for my kids and stuff, but I didn't really know of the things that I needed to put in place if I was in a surgery or if I was going under anesthesia and it didn't work out. You just, yes. you don't, it's not, it wasn't common to me. So how can we make this more common to let others see and know the importance of having this put into place? Like, what do you think it is why it's not common as well? Just your opinion on that. No one wants to talk about death. 
No yeah. one. That you right don't want to. You don't want to think of my mom can be gone when you know, because it, we just don't. And one of the things is we're all going to die. I'm sorry to mm-hmm. tell. I'm sorry to tell you, but at some point we are going to leave this earth. That's true. <laughs> that is true. And, and I'm not laughing. I um, it, it just. I just thought about, <laughs> I just had a moment um, That's right. just because I just experienced a loss. So it, it, it makes you really think about when some days we're not, when one day we're not going to be here, but it makes it easier. It, it's easier if you discuss these things yeah. before they happen, because even in my own, in my own life, I, I just lost my brother a few days ago. Yeah. And just knowing my brother's wishes, um, it made things easier because it's like, okay, this is what he wanted. So regardless of how you may feel, if your family says, I want to be cremated, I want to donate my body to science, I, you know, I, I want this big grand celebration we that's what they're requesting and you know in advance so you can plan accordingly but that's like i said they don't we don't want to talk about it we don't mm. want to have to face the reality of losing a loved one but i think it's a conversation that we all need to have because it will lessen the burden it doesn't yeah. stop the hurt it just lessens the burden and even with our um, with our family members that um, live alone, because one of the things my aunt passed away last year, and the first thing I thought about was like, who's going to make her funeral arrangements? Because she lived she lived alone. But these are things that you put in place ahead of time, and you know, uh, and even with beneficiaries, like the same aunt that live alone. It's like, you don't know what, you know, insurance policies they may have. You don't know anything because so many things in, I know in the black community, there's so, we, we keep these things um, private. It's true. We keep these things private. But one of the things I did to help um, people in my community, I have uh, um, a booklet and the booklet just is just saying, sharing my final wishes. And one of the things in this booklet is it you go through and you have like your personal information. Um, it even adds give you things to consider when you're doing your will, like who's going to be the executive of your estate. So if you live alone, it's like who's going to handle your estate. So um, our estate is our personal property. Everything that we own, mm-hmm. um, that's considered our estate, your money. All of that is your estate. So who's going to handle your estate. So that's a conversation you need to have with whoever you want to be your executive. Um, And even with that, it's like, where are your personal documents? So in this booklet, you can write down. So like I said, for example, I still want to keep my information private because, you know, you can't share everything with everybody and you want to keep this information private. But I have a little booklet I can write down in my booklet mm-hmm. where my will is located, where are my insurance policies. I can write down um, the policy numbers. I can write all these things, tax returns, um, you know, where my titles for my vehicle, the mortgage. I can write all these things down in my little booklet and I can also write down like a list. OK, all these people need to be contacted after I die before the funeral. You know, my mm-hmm. attorney, my lawyer, um, the attorney, the, um, you know, your minister, all these things, who to contact after the funeral, you know, like my credit card holders, all this I have in my little booklet. Mm, and even cool. with that, if there's an area where you can write down, this is what I want for my final arrangements. So if you feel uncomfortable having that conversation with a family member, at least you have it in writing what you want, where these things are. And most people have a little lockbox or they have certain places they keep their documents. So, so for example, my mom, you know, some of these things, a lot of these things she's discussed with me, but she also told me I have this booklet 
and I have everything written down in the booklet. So even if you can't have the conversation, write it down, at least let someone know this is where the booklet is located. So at least you have all the information that you need, but please have the conversation with your family and then with your adult children. I have adult children. And (laughs) last year when I was going through COVID, I I didn't know if I was going to wake up the next morning. So what I did, I pulled out my uh, will. I pulled out my trust. I took pictures of certain Uh areas in, of the document. And I explained it to my kids. My husband was aware, but I also explained it to my adult children just in case my husband wasn't in the frame of mind to um, be able to deal with this, the information at the time. So that's another thing, you know, these have these conversations. That's the big, the big takeaway is to have a conversation with your family. I think first I want to say, Leslie, uh, my deepest condolence for your loss. But I think you said something that was like a really huge key point. When he passed away, you were able to know his wishes because you had the conversation. So you knew he wanted to be cremated. You knew what he wanted and it made it easy. And I think if we that can be the key to probably making it more common if we don't see it as something that we shine from. But we kind of let our loved one know so that it's easy for everyone. Yes. You know, and I love the idea of the booklet. If we join your team, like, how, can we get the booklet? How does Absolutely. That <laughs> Absolutely. They can just send me, um, I'll give my information. Um, okay. But th- absolutely. I'm on Facebook, yeah. Instagram. I'm even on TikTok. Oh my goodness. But um, I'll, they can just send me a message and say, hey, I want to, you know, I would like that booklet you were talking about, the final yeah. wishes um, booklet. And um And there's different, I I mean, there's a whole journal. There's a whole, I can even send them the link of um, not even just for your dying, but for your living, just a a booklet or a binder to keep your personal information. Because some days we forget, um, we forget these different things. Like I can't even remember, you know, like what was the name of the insurance company? What does that (laughs) cover? But, you know, just a way to keep our... um, our information organized, but there's another thing with the life insurance and, and, you know, on a lighter note, (laughs) Mm -hmm. what you have to check your beneficiaries because some people get divorced. Some people, um, um, you know, people pass away, different things happen and we don't update our policy. You may get, you may, you know, you may be married, um, and you're in that, that the spouse is no longer together um, and you forgot to take your ex off as your beneficiary. And now mm-hmm. you're remarried to the new spouse <laughs> and the, the ex end up with everything, all, all your life insurance money because you forgot to change the beneficiary. So we have That's, to really f- remember to keep it updated. Basically. You have to keep it updated anytime in your life insurance, as well as your will, your mm-hmm. trust. Um, you have to update those things when you have changes in life, a birth, a death, um, your children. Because And see, that was my issue with the trust, because that's when I realized that my trust, I was like, oh, my goodness, I need to update my trust. Because I had someone on my trust that was, I actually had two people that were deceased oh. on my trust. I also, my children are now adults. Mm-hmm. So it's like, okay, now I need to change some things because now my children are adults. They're responsible. So I no longer need to have um, an executor in place for mm-hmm. my children. And one of the executors was deceased. So mm-hmm. I was like, I have to, I have to revise um, my will and trust to bring it up, um, to make it current. So that's another thing when you have those different changes in life to make sure you're updating your, your documents. So for me, I know as I was younger, well, I would say when I was a little bit more younger, I felt like money was a factor as to why I didn't obtain um, the policies. And as you're speaking about the booklets and all the resources, are there any resources that are free? And do you think that like people don't have it because money is a factor? 
So we'll go with the money as a factor. Most okay. people, the first thing they said, I can't afford life insurance yeah. because they're still trying to get by day to day. Yeah. That's where my financial literacy comes in. Love because it. sometimes you can take, not sometimes, but you can take a look at, okay, where am I? Where's my money going? What am I spending my money on? So for example, if I'm going to McDonald's and buying um, uh, a combo meal or happy meal every week, I don't even know what the, what they cost, $10, $9 a week. Yeah. So you're thinking if I'm spending $10 a week um, just on a takeout, so $10 a week times four weeks is $40. So okay. if, you know, if we just shift the way we spend our money and mm -hmm. shift the way we look at things, we can find the resources. And also one of the things that I have, uh, and one of the things I like to look at, I like to do my own research. I like to explore. I like to see things for myself. So one of the things I did, I have a link with my insurance company where you can go on and you can put in different scenarios because some people are embarrassed to yeah. say that they don't have life insurance or that they can't afford life insurance. So if you know, I only have $20 extra month, how much life insurance can I get for my $20? So you can go in and you can put in the numbers. You can look um, and play around. I say play around, but you can look yeah. and put in different scenarios to see how much coverage you can get based on the amount of money that you have. And yeah. you have to look at your needs too. Because one of the things, um, someone I know recently, I was able to write a policy for someone. Policy was $100,000. And this person had two autoimmune conditions. Mm -hmm. Plus, it, they were post-COVID. And they still were able to get um, a policy for um, 50, I think it was $59 for the month for a hundred dollar policy post COVID overweight and, um, autoimmune two autoimmune conditions. Wow. So one of the things that I do with people that have, and they call it impaired risk, which is, you know, different health condition, things that the insurance con company consider to be a risk. I, I submit that information to several different insurance companies first and say, okay, okay I, you know, so it's like, here's the facts. And then I get the information to see which companies will cover them. So instead of just because and, and this is a this is one thing I submitted um, a policy through my employer to increase my life insurance. Mm -hmm. They rejected me. And one of the reasons they rejected me, they said, because of my built. Basically, in other words, they're, they're, they're telling me you're overweight and we're not going to cover you. So I said, okay, I, I see. And you know, that really did something to me. It's like a lot of insurance companies, you know, you don't want to just keep submitting um, and policies, keep submitting um, applications and keep getting rejected because I don't, no one wants to feel rejected. Yeah. So it was like, okay, let's submit. And, and I wanted the choice of which insurance company. Um, so I got a list of insurance companies that would cover me. Wow. And I selected the insurance company that was the best fit for me. Mm -hmm. So that's another um, service that I offer. You so, know, I, so. Re I remember getting my first policy when I was, I had many at 22. Mm -hmm. So I, I had an insurance that I was paying for and I'm going to be very honest. Mm -hmm. I had to, I think I had like two and I had to stop it because I lost my job right. um, and I couldn't afford it. And it was cheap. It must have been like maybe 13 or 15 or 20 dollars. They were taking out a month. But even that I could not afford then okay. as a single mom of, you know, one child. So mm -hmm. I was like, now that I'm getting older, you want to know or encourage someone who may be in that same predicament that there are policies that we can afford. Correct. Yes. Yes. There are okay. policies that you can't afford. And there's free resources as well. Yes. And there's free resource. There's free resources um, where you can even just, okay, I want a quote. You're not charged okay. to get a quote. You're not 
you know, you, I don't charge you to, and, and no one should be charging you to, to look, to see, um, what policies are available because there's gr- uh, several great, um, insurance agents and then mm-hmm. there's different types. So say, for example, as a mom, you obtain a life insurance policy. There's, um, writers, they call them writers where you can add your kids on to that policy. So okay. there's different options, but the thing is, it's because of lack of knowledge that mm-hmm. we are not aware of the options that we have. So we have to um, just look at the different options. So that's one, one key thing. And that's one thing I'm really big on is the education mm-hmm. because a lot of us, I'm, I'm, I'm saying there's people who just, we just, if you don't know, you don't know. So the education is a key factor um, and then you start off small. You, if you don't have it, you can start off small and then you can increase and build f- from that. But you want to be able to protect your family as well as protect your assets. So protect your family and protect your assets. Wow. Oh my gosh, Leslie, you're awesome. I'm like so full that I want to <laughs> just run and like everybody, we got to get the pamphlets. We got to get the booklet. It's time for us to start. Like, I think I'm going to have a life insurance party. You know how they do like, what is it called? The boards that they do vision boards. Yes. I think we need a party where I we am, all I'm, sit down. I'm actually going to do that. I'm actually. Yes. Going, I think and- that'll be awesome. <laughs> Seriously. Yes. We yes. have to see that it can be common because what it does is it takes that burden off of your loved one. That's behind trying to figure out how to send you home the best or how to celebrate right. your life the best way. So whew, that is so it's awesome. a lot. It's, yeah. it's a lot to think about. It's a lot to deal with. Um, but the thing is, it's something that's necessary. It is. It's critical that we have these things in place yeah. prior to any event. And one of the other, um, the other things that I, I want to just make people aware of is one thing that we don't think about is like our power of attorney. Mm-hmm. So say, for example, I need my family member to handle, to even just pay a bill for me. Mm-hmm. They're not going to give that family member or friend any information. They're not going to give them anything if they don't have the power of attorney because of the, uh, all these different, um, privacy acts, they can't discuss your personal information. So with the financial, with the financial power of attorney, you just designated someone to handle your finances. Mm-hmm. So if you need someone to go and pay your bill, I need someone to, um, you know, to sell some property. So if I'm in Florida and I need um, someone to handle business for me in Georgia, they need to have a power of attorney, attorney to be mm-hmm. able to handle that business. Mm-hmm. Now I can say, okay, I only need them to handle business for me for one day. So they can have a power of attorney just for that day just for that week, months, year, um, it, you can have it, you know, without an end date. But then another thing, even for our parents, we may need the power of attorney to make healthcare decisions for them. So if you have a parent that has Alzheimer's or dementia, mm-hmm. someone has to be able to make those healthcare decisions um, for that parent. You would also need a power of attorney to make those decisions. Mm -hmm. So there's different, you know, different things that we need to have in place. So that's something, especially as our parents mature, that's something else to consider is that power of the, you know, the power of attorney. Wow. Woo. It just took me back down memory lane. Um, when I came to you and asked you about your services that you offered and I'm not going to lie. I had a lot of anxiety. I had the knots and the butterflies in the stomach, (laughs) like, because for, for many of us, we can be limited in who we have as support when living. So to really think about death and after death and how it's going to work and who's here for me now, will they be there for my children when I'm gone? Oh, it's a journey. It's necessary, but it's, it's hard. But I think anything uncomfortable is necessary. 
yes <laughs> most of the things so <laughs> if it was comfortable then we all will have it but if it's it, it gives you that feeling it then that means part of it some of it part of it maybe all of it is necessary but i want you to share with the warriors i know we discussed so much about your services and your business if you want to add to that where can they find you and then if they're what are the businesses or what do, what other things that you do offer so we know we have everything about Leslie and Gillen's <laughs> financial okay so before I, before i cover that i just want to um just bring something else to the forefront sure um, for the families uh, for people to take a look at um trust living mm-hmm. trust because one of the things with the living trust, and most people know about a will. If you have a will, you have to go through probate court. And that's a process. And that process can take from several months to years to go through probate court if you have a will. And a will is very important as well. But look into trust. Now, there's, there's different trusts. There's a, a, revo- a revocable trust. Uh, and an irrevocable trust. So the revocable trust mean you can make changes. You can make changes, you can add, you can take away, so you can make changes to that trust. Okay. If you have an irrevocable trust, you can't make changes to that one. So uh-huh. with the trust, you can avoid probate court if you have the trust. So if I own a home, I um, put my home in the trust. So now I don't own the home, the trust owns the home. If I have a vehicle, I put the vehicle in the trust. So now the trust owns the vehicle. I don't own the vehicle. My and trust- when you say when you say the trust, it means who you leave to gain that. Is no, it a so so for so say for example, if I had X Y Z family trust, so X Y Z will own all my property, and X Y Z is the person, correct? It can be the, and you put the, so X, Y, Z. So say, for example, you are the, the owner of the trust. You will have all your, your kids listed under the trust. Mm -hmm. So if you have five people in that family, five people are listed in that trust. So five people are the owners of that property. So instead of you owning 100% of your home is pretty much like you only own 20% of your home, but it's listed in the trust. So you just continue business as usual. So you can steal, you know, the vehicles, you don't have to get anything transferred because it's already transferred in the trust. So Mm -hmm. I I know it sounds a little confusing, but the, Mm -hmm. the trust owns, the trust owns the property, not the individual. So with the individual, so if I owned a home and I'm the only one that lives in my home and I pass away, no one can conduct any business with my home. They can't sell it. They can't, you know, rent it. They can't do anything to it until they finish with probate. If I didn't put it in my trust, because I'm the only one, they have to get it out of my name. Wow. So So I have have a, I have a question. Yes. So I am in the 34s. I'm like, you know, starting to build and be owners and, you know, have all of that. Do you need property and like things that you own in order to have a trust or can it be like small items or small? So with the trust and the will. So let's talk about the estate, your estate, because I know when people pass away, it said the estate of Sally, your estate is pretty much everything you own. It can be property. It can be money. It can be your intelligent rights. Like if you copyright something, everything that you own. So it can be, you know, you might have a diamond ring that you want to leave to your daughter. You, everything that you own, your clothes, everything that you own is considered your estate. So that is the reason why you want to, you need to have your will because you may have, um, you know, you, you may have just jewelry, you may have your family Bible, and you want a specific person to have the family Bible. Because, you know, you may have everybody when people pass away, everybody wants something. Oh, yeah. <laughs> so in your will in the trust, you have all that already outlined of who receives what. Okay. 
That's so good a lot know. of people say, you know, a lot of people think I don't own. And that's the one thing that you hear. I don't own anything. I don't need, yeah. you know, I don't need a, a, a will. Yeah. You do own, you own something. <laughs> <laughs> Everyone owns something, you know? So, you know, it's just everything that you, that you own. That's awesome. So where can we find you? Oh, I'm sorry. <laughs> See, I had that little senior moment. So you can find me. I'm on Instagram, Facebook under Gillins, G-I-L-L-I-N-S financial. So Gillins financial. I'm also on LinkedIn. I'm just under my name, Leslie Gillins. Uh, TikTok is Gillins financial. And then you can also find me on www.gillinsfinancial.com or Gillins, gillinsfinancial.com. So I'm, I'm out there in, and I'm also in your local community, Palm Beach County. Um, we're expanding to Martin County Ooh. soon. So awesome. I'm also out in the community awesome. and the, the services that I, I provide. I am a licensed life and health insurance agent. Um, as well as a public notary. Um, also, and, I, and like I said before, I'm not a lawyer. I don't offer legal services, but I can offer legal plans where you can obtain the legal services through Legal Shield. Okay. So um, I do offer that services and financial literacy. That's so awesome. I'm going to do more videos. And, and you know, I'm a little shy. <laughs> I'm a little shy, so uh, I'm building up my nerves, but I'm going to offer um, more videos because we have to, we have to get, Gotta the, get word the word out. out. And yeah. especially, and like my key focus is those underserved communities yeah, because they're not getting the information. Yeah. yeah they're not getting the information. And I, because I um, am from this area, I'm a native of Palm Beach County. And I've been in these different neighborhoods. I lived in the different neighborhoods. And I know I, I want to go and reach people where they can know, hey, I've been there. I know what it's like to be a single parent. I know what it's like to experience death and have to deal with um, helping people make funeral arrangements. I, I know what that's like because I've had to do it so many times. Yeah. You know, and, and God has built me where... I can put on that tough exterior on the outside to help you get through what you need to get through. Yeah. So I'll suck up my tears. <laughs> I'll <laughs> suck up my tears and help you make those arrangements for your family members, you know, and, and it's a hard thing. It's a hard thing, but it's like, because I, I've prepared myself in advance to know, okay, these are the things that need to be done. So I'm able to help people walk through those steps mm -hmm. and, you know, when they need the help the most. Wow. Leslie, I appreciate <laughs> you. Um, you have such a pure heart. And I want to thank you for being my guest co-host um, on this episode. Well needed. You, um, you're a great vessel for the community, for others, just giving us that resource and helping us make it more common by spreading the word in all that you do. And I really appreciate that. And I think that there's thank a high you. demand in this information now, because whether it's health risk or even just simple as COVID because COVID yes. is taking some of our loved ones Absolutely. rapidly. So I think it's awesome to have a great, strong vessel like you that's out and giving us all this information. We all, everyone reach out, follow Leslie on social media platforms, and you can inbox her and message her for that. Yes, booklet. We need for the booklets. For and also, also one other thing that another free resource, and this was very helpful. And it's very helpful. It was definitely helpful when I had COVID and could not leave my house. One mm -hmm. of the things um, that I did, the, I'm going to give you the link for one of the things I did, okay. I was able to find a free resource where I was able to, it was like fill in the blank, but I was able to do my power of attorney because I said, oh my goodness, I don't have a power of attorney. So I was mm -hmm. able to do my power of attorney with this resource, I was able to 
I, I even planned my funeral with this resource. I, I, I'm whispering wow. because I don't want my husband to hear me. But I, <laughs> I, I even planned my funeral because I thought it was going to come to that with this free resource. I even did, like I said, even with they even had a pet trust. Wow. So the free resource is www.doyourownwill.com slash partner slash Gillens hyphen financial. What I'll do, I'll, I'll see the link so we can yes. tag the, um, add the link. Mm-hmm. But with that free resource, I filled in all my information but I still had to get it notarized. I still need witnesses. And one of the things that's, that's helpful, um, even when I did my trust, I, I used a free resource, but I submitted it to my lawyer. I, mm-hmm. And I used my lawyer through Legal Shield. I submitted it to the lawyer for review. And the lawyer said, okay, keep this. Um, they gave me feedback on my uh, will and the trust. The lawyer gave me feedback on what I needed to do to um, to improve it, to make sure I had certain things within that document. But I did. I came to the lawyer with something in hand. So and that lessened the cost (laughs) that lessened the cost because I'm like, hey, I need you to check this out. But I like I said, I went to my lawyer to have those documents um, finalized. So the um, the free resources to do your own is just a template where you can at least get it. You, you can fill in the blanks. You can put in the names, but you still need to take further steps to make those documents legal. So there are further steps, but it, it, it has been a pleasure being yeah. on your podcast. And I, I'm just so grateful for the work that you are doing within our community, how you uplift so many people, how you inspire others. And we need that. We need that. You are such a light. And I thank God for you. I thank God for you. And I thank God for your encouraging and pushing me and pushing me even out of my comfort zones. Because (laughs) sometimes, like you said, some of those, these things can be uncomfortable, but we have to get pushed out of our comfort zone, because that's where we grow. That's where we improve. That's where we develop because we're, we're pushing beyond what we feel that we can do. And I'm grateful for you. Oh my gosh. You're so awesome. Don't make me teary eye now. (laughs) I think this was a best way. I um, explained to my audience that it's been a journey and this is my first episode back on it. And it's just an honor and a pleasure to have you as my guest co-host, just getting back into the game, dealing with a lot of health issues. And now we're back and we're on it again. So I appreciate you, but there is something that we do um, here on women of reflection. We end with, a warrior prayer so if yes. you don't mind i'm going to absolutely out absolutely just to steal everything that we learned today and just to pour into our listeners so lord you are our strength today yes. we pray for wellness and total health Thank for ourselves you, and others around yes, the world God. i pray for a strong body and mind yes. and that has a strong resistance against illness and health risks Lord, we ask that you cover the loved ones who are grieving from the loss of the loved ones that are no longer with us, God. God. Lord, we thank you for the new strength that you pour into us each and every day. We are asking that you continue to watch over us, God, to cover us, God, to keep our immunity strong, God, from the things that we are facing day by day, God. We are claiming great wellness. We are claiming total health, God. And we ask that you continue to pour it into us, even when we are weary, God, even when we are weak. Let us know in confirmation that you are here and you are with us going through this each and every step of the way, God, as we talk about the things that we need yes, to make Lord. common God and the things that we need to put in order. God, I ask that you give us the spirit of feeling okay. The spirit of necessary God to allow it to be something that turns from uncomfortable to comfortable to do God so that our loved ones can celebrate yes. our life. Um, when we leave this earth, God, yes, Lord, I thank you, God. And we appreciate you. 
I ask that you continue to bless all my warriors around yes, the world. God. In Jesus' name, we pray. Amen. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> I just want to thank everyone for tuning in to this lovely episode. I ask that you guys keep tuning in. Okay. I know that I took a break, but we are back and we are on it. There's so much that I want to share with the world. So many informative topics, just like the one today. So if you love it, like follow us on um, the listening streaming platforms. We love you. Thank you for tuning in.